We're back, Linda, with the melanated way. You know, I'm I I call this show Love Island. I didn't know it's love in the Caribbean and the 90 day blah 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 the whole nine yards, but Love Island just sounds better to me. Guys, I love this show. What are you guys thinking of this show so far? We are on episode four, Ultimatum Tums to Tum Tums, and I'm here for all the drama. I feel like it just is refreshing because you know it's like new to them. So they're being real and raw. And, and this just reminds me of earlier seasons of 90 Day Fiance. And I'm about that life. But before I get into it, we're going to do housekeeping as we normally do. Uh, guys, wherever you're watching, thumbs up is very, very much appreciated. And uh, help the show. Help the show. On the bottom of the screen, it shows where you can support the show. Everything is appreciated. Uh, Cash App, Venmo, PayPal, all Linda is so girly. Uh, I couldn't do these shows without my Patreon subscribers, so I'm going to shout those people out. Olivia, Vanessa, Trisha, Sandra, Carol, Trina, Danielle, Rebecca, Marianne, Nia, Raydella, Linda, Brianna, Crystal, Nicole, Amanda, Jalisa, Dr. Jalisa, Donna over at Anchor FM, Judy and Beth, uh, I just truly appreciate you guys. You guys are awesome. And uh, if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget we have super chat, super ch stickers, super chat, super stickers. Okay, there. I was having some like tongue twisty stuff going on, but I think it's gone. So anyways, love the show. Martine and Steven, I feel like there's hope for them. But obviously there's questions, but I feel like there might be a little hope for them because... You know, families are starting to get involved. The families are starting to communicate and I'm about that life. So they're having dinner with Steven's family. She's met them before. He's been around her and the kids and all of that stuff. He says that she's a very special person to him. And, you know, he feels a little salty because he feels like he hasn't gotten the support from Martine's family. Remember last week when they had the virtual intro and he kind of was supposed to sink or swim and he sank, 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 sank. Um, so he's a little bit salty about that. And on the flip side, Martine feels hurt and disappointed and embarrassed by him because he wasn't able to talk to her parents and impress them. And I was like, well, here's the thing. Did you not talk to him before you decided that you're going to do the virtual intro? Like, Hey, I know we've been dating for three years and you've never, ever, never, ever, never, ever met my family. So we're gonna do this virtual intro and here's what my family is like. Like, I don't understand why that conversation wasn't had. So that he knew what to expect. She knows her parents. She knows the type of questions that they're gonna ask so that she could have properly prepared him because they're immigrants, okay? Black immigrant families don't play. Yes, you must have an education and yes, you might, when you're, introducing someone to the family, that person better be about something or they're gonna have questions and you know what? They're not shy to ask you straight to your face. Blink, 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 blink. And that's exactly what happened. Like, no, we didn't struggle and get our daughter to have a master's degree for her to be running to uh, <clears throat> the Barbados every five seconds and hanging out with the DJ who is a single dad, like all the things. And none of those things are bad things. You guys don't get me wrong. I'm just saying that she should have prepared him. She should have prepared him so that he came across because first impressions are the biggest impressions that he could have come across a little better. So um, <clears throat> she's also upset because she's kind of confused that he won't talk about their future together, yet he keeps bringing her around his family. So like, what is it? Are we moving forward together? Or are we not moving forward together? And you guys, after three years, I feel like you should know. Three years is a long time, whether it's long distance or not. It's a long time to say, oh, I've been committed to this one person and all their families are intertwined. If you have no desire to move forward with that person, 
I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you think that three years is enough time to be like, hey, I don't want to move forward? Or for sure we should be moving forward because it's been three years. I think some marriages don't even last that long nowadays. So she's confused. I'm a bit confused. Um, they're having this amazing, I, I was like salivating because they're having bajun cooking. If you've never had that, you guys, Caribbean food is the best. Oh, so good. So good. If I could have a Jamaican patty right now, I would. Um, and rice and beans. Oh, my God. Don't get me started. So um, the parents, Stephen and Barbara, you know, they're a little skeptical. Hey, Lydia. Hey, girl. Hey, Lydia says three years is enough. It really is enough. You should know by now. And Patty says it's time to decide one way or another. Facts, Patty. Facts. Hey, Faith. Hey, girl. Hey. So Stephen and Barbara are a little skeptical. And I thought that this was an interesting perspective because oftentimes with these shows, we really do see the American perspective only and how everyone thinks like all the foreigners want to come to America and want to like get the green card and live the American dream and America's great and all that stuff. But then seeing this flip side on this show was refreshing to me. So Stephen and Barbara have the same concerns. They're concerned that, you know, it's a little different when um, you bring over a girl that's not an island girl. You know, you come from a different culture. What is that gonna look like? Does she have the same values as us? And really, it was refreshing to hear that. Like the same concerns that, you know, the non-foreigners tend to have are the same concerns that everyone has. And it's just about, is it gonna be a fit? <clears throat> is it gonna be a fit? And that's not solely an American thing. It's a family thing. And I thought that that part was really refreshing. So Stephen and Barbara, Stephen Sr. and Barbara are like, yeah, you know, we've met her before. We just, we don't know if she has the same values, but he's obviously taking it somewhat serious since it's been three years. Um, but they want to know. And Kimberly, the sister-in-law, she's like right in there. She's like, so what does the future look like for the two of you? And it was that awkward silence, no one saying anything. And then you guys, did you notice that Steven didn't say anything the whole dinner? That would have irritated the fuck out of me. Like, you better speak up to your family and you better speak up to them immediately so I know that we're on the same page. But he left Martine on the hot seat. So it's an awkward silence. Then uh, Shane, his brother, chimes in. Like, what's the living arrangements? What is that going to look like? Like, what's going to happen? Are you going to move here? Is he going to move there? If he moves there, what's he going to do for a job? Which, you know, it's a big thing. And she has a master's degree. She comes to the island. What is she going to do? All the things. How, how are you going to provide for each other? Then there's a kid involved. What's that going to look like? Like, who like all the things, which are all the questions that you should absolutely have had way sooner than three years into the relationship. How do you, how, how do you not know you guys? How do you not know? So y'all have been partying and whooping it up and traveling around and you guys haven't had any conversations about anything serious. And now since one of you wants to be more serious and take it to the next level, now you want to talk about it and you don't really want to talk about it because Steven's being absolutely silent. So the family continues to grill them. And, you know, what is that going to look like? Finally, Martine kind of says under her breath and kind of taken aback that she doesn't know. And she's looking directly at Steven and Steven's just looking at her. Um, and then Mama Barbara is like, you guys need a plan. And the brother's like, yeah, and you need to put that plan into place. And I was like, oh, I have only known Shane for 30 seconds, but I think Shane and Kimberly, the sister-in-law, and I like the whole family. I think they're asking the right questions and they're doing it in a way where like, hey, guess what? We've done it, we've been together. Mom and dad are clearly still together. So they've been together for at least what, 30 years. His brother's married. So obviously family's important to them. So they're talking about it and they're not doing it in a confrontational way. They're doing it in the, hey, like you guys have put in the time, now what, right? If this is something that you're gonna move forward with then you guys need to have the serious conversations, which is 
what I tell you guys all the time, you have to have the conversations. You cannot just continue to say, oh, we're having a good time, we're having a good time, and we're hanging out, or we're seeing each other, or we're dating, or getting to know each other. At some point, you need to talk about something that's real. And if you don't, then you're gonna end up in a situation where you feel like you've wasted your time, and you probably have. So, <clears throat> Martine explains that, you know, her parents haven't met Stephen in real life. They only met through that video call. And she's trying to explain that her parents are old fashioned, they're immigrants. Um, and yeah, her dad has concerns about Stephen and whether he's gonna be able to provide, doesn't like the fact that he's a DJ, that he's out all night, that he's partying all night, that he's meeting all these other women. And like, what is that gonna look like? And I love Barbara. Barbara's like, yeah, I have those same concerns. And I talk to Stephen about them all the time. Those are concerns. What are you going to do? And what are you going to do, Stephen? Quiet, crickets. We don't hear anything from Stephen at all. And poor Martine, she's like, you know, I always thought that it would just be the one man that met my dad and that man is the man that I would marry. And then that brought in a whole other can of worms. They were like, so is marriage on the table? Quiet. Stephen doesn't say anything, Martine doesn't say anything. She finally says, well, it would be on the table but he needs to show that level of commitment because as we all know, there's a trust issue there's a trust issue because he cheated in that first year and she's not quite over it yet. And she doesn't know what he does while she's not there and she's back in Miami. So Steven to camera says, you know, yeah, it's been three years. I don't have a plan. There's no plan. And maybe it's time for me to decide if Martine and I are gonna be together or if we're not gonna be together. You're gonna decide now? And why is it up to you to decide? Shouldn't both of you decide? Shouldn't you guys have the conversations? And then if you guys aren't on the same page, then both of you decide to part ways. Why, Stephen, is it up to you to decide whether you're gonna be with Martine or not? Why is that? It's two people in a relationship, no? I don't know. Chrissy says, I think he didn't say anything because she left him hanging with her parents. Well, that's super petty and that's tit for tat. And I feel like maybe it was a little bit of revenge. Like, hey, you left me hanging, so I'm gonna leave you hanging. But at the end, you guys both don't benefit from that because, hey, Raydella, hey girl, hey, because you both don't know where you stand. You're still gonna have the conversation. Why not have the conversation now since you guys are having it and it seems like it's a supportive environment. So why not just go ahead and have the conversation? So mom says, you know what, I it's time. Mom puts the foot down. She's like, I don't wanna force you, but it's time that you guys beef up this relationship. If you all are wasting each other's time, then go ahead and part ways. But if you are serious, then you need to have the serious conversations and you need to beef this up. It's been three years. Mama wants some grandbabies and she wants to move this along, right? Because she really, it seems to me that family is very important to them. And her other child is in a serious committed relationship. And now she's worrying about this child who's kind of like running amok. So <clears throat> they're kind of, having alone time because they went into the kitchen to start dessert and Martine asked his mom, you know, if she should trust Steven. And she said so diplomatically, you guys, she was basically saying, your son's a cheater. He cheated on me in the first year and that made me not trust him. And I need to know if I should be able to trust him. But she didn't say it like that. She said, you know, there was a lapse in that first year and so now I'm a little bit apprehensive, but I'm building back the trust with him. I was like, oh girl, oops. wordsmith right there. I don't know if I could have been so diplomatic, but I love, I love it, I love it. And 
what I thought was funny was the mom was like, you know what? You don't really need advice from anyone else. You know your relationship. And I was like, that is some wisdom right there. You know your man. You know your man. And when Martine said, and I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but when Martine said that there's something, she has a voice in the back of her head that is saying, be careful. Don't trust him. And she can't shake that voice. You guys, I tell you this all the time. That gut instinct you have, the voice in the back of your head, whatever it is, however you feel it, whether it's your gut, your head, whatever, you can't ignore it. And she's she's feeling that way for a reason. And if we flip it back to what mama said and mama said, you don't need advice with that. You know your relationship. Then there's obviously something there that, sh that, that is fueling that feeling. And, you know, that's the God in you speaking, danger, danger. And you got to be aware of that. It's all the times where you go against that, like, you ever have that? Because I've, I've done it a, a few times, quite a few times, if I'm going to be honest, where you know something and you ignore it. And then after it goes sideways, you're like, why didn't I just listen to my gut instinct? That's that. That's exactly what's going on here. So the mom also tells us that she, even if she, Stephen was cheating, she wouldn't tell Martine what she would do is she would speak to her son about it. And the mom kind of likes that she's bringing her issues to the family so that they all can discuss it. Uh, she's asking for her advice and she respects that. So you can just really see with this family, it's all about communication. It's all about respect. It's all about like just being open with each other. And I love to see it. It was very, very refreshing. And I have to tell you, just even from a Black girl's perspective, to see just a positive family on my screen was really nice to see because I don't think that we get to see that very often. And uh, the mom goes on with some more wisdom talking about, you know, you should pick your battles, which I absolutely agree with. Um, not everything has to be a fight. Sometimes you just, you take the knowledge, you guys, you keep it in the back of your head and you keep it pushing. You don't have to argue about it because you know, already know what it is. Moving on to Jamaica. So you guys, I was going to, and I think I'm going to do it before the end of the season. So I love Jamaica. I've been there a few times and I feel like so far we're seeing like little bits and pieces. And so I was going to do like this whole slideshow with you guys and show you some of the beautiful areas um, in Jamaica, but I'm going to do that later. But there's, it's, I just have an affinity towards it. Anyhow, all the island living, I just think it's fantastic. Panama, Bahamas, all of it. Anyways, uh, it's day three in paradise for Ariana and Sherlon. They are sitting poolside and Ariana wants to make a plan, but her feet are swollen. Sherman's being super attentive to her. He's rubbing her feet, all the things. And, oh, this is what, okay. I have to get my act together. I have to find this because I, you guys, didn't notice it until today. And I hope that I, I hope that I have it because I need to talk about it and I need to talk about it right now. Oh, yes. Yes. All right. So let me just go ahead and share my screen with you guys real quick because I need to know what in the what. Okay, you guys. I took this off of my TV and the first thing, and there's two photos. So the first one here though, you guys, is what is happening on his ring finger right there? I didn't notice it up until this episode, but there is clearly a ring on this man's finger. And I did a close up right here when they were on the bus. Y'all see it? Now, now I have questions. Now I have questions because 
hear me out. And I don't know because I don't know enough about the show yet. I don't have enough history about the show yet. I can't get any information in my online sleuthing yet. But I'm going to throw this out there as a theory. I think that maybe all this is that he is already married and he already has some kids. I'm going to throw that out there right now. And I'm maybe thinking on top of not knowing this girl, on top of her being a vacation fling, on top of them only knowing each other for two days and him really not trying to go to America, period. I'm thinking part of his hesitancy is that he's already married. What do you guys think? Because that ring is very clear and bold and it's, it, it's, it's right there and I could be way off but when I saw it glaring in my face today, I was like, oh, wait a minute. How did I miss this ring? How did I miss this? Because it's it's a lovely looking ring. Lydia says, I think you're right. It's a lovely looking ring, you guys. And I'm just, I'm just like, oh, there might be a lot more to this story. So anyways, um, Ariana wants to talk about getting married. She wants to talk about the K-1 visa. She wants to talk about him moving to America, them being a nuclear family, and him helping raise the baby. Um, and she feels like, you know, if you can't... So here's her thing. Are you going to come to the U.S.? Are you going to marry her? If you're unsure then that causes her a problem. She goes on to say, if you can't make the decision to bring up, okay, she says, you can't make the decision to bring a baby into the world, but not be ready to step up and make the sacrifices you need because it's a whole package deal. You can't pick and choose. I said, what the fuck are you talking about right now? Let me break this down. So you can't make the decision to bring a baby into the world. Let's stop there. First of all, y'all didn't make any, this was not planned. You knew him for two days. Y'all decided to get buck wild together and not have protected sex. Then you went all the way home, probably forgot about him. A month later, you find out, a month later, you find out that you're pregnant and now it's a different story. So I don't wanna hear you say, Ariana, that you can't make a decision to bring a baby into the world. No, you knew exactly what you were doing after you decided to have unprotected sex. Let's look at that straight first. Next, then she says, but not be ready to step up and make the sacrifices you need. Let's stop there. What are you talking about? This guy seems to me so far to be doing what he can. We're in the middle of a pandemic, which I'll talk about later because I think it was important that he brought it up. Jamaica is a 100%, he said 90 but or 95, but it really is almost 100% all about tourism. And no one was traveling for the last year and a half. So let's get that on the table. So I'm going to need to know what she's talking about for him not being ready to step up. Listen, this fool could have said when you called him in America, hey, I'm pregnant, he could have been like, so what, click, lose my number. That would be not stepping up. But he's been trying to do this whole thing as much as he can with you. So I'm not clear what you mean by that, Ariana. Then she says, it's a whole package deal. You can't pick and choose. What? Yes, you can pick and choose. Cause you know what? People co-parent all the time and they're not together. They're not a package deal. They don't always have the nuclear family. Families look different sometimes. And sometimes it's not, hey, we got married, we had a baby. Now we're all living happily ever after. Sometimes it's, oh, I had a baby. I don't wanna be with you, but I wanna be the best co-parent that I can be. So I. I don't know what world she's living in, but she just needs to look around to find out that it's not necessarily always a package deal. That being said, she says to him, what's your plan? He doesn't have one. He says, you know, give me a break. I'm not gonna have the discussion with your sister. I'm not gonna have this discussion with your mom. When I'm ready to, I'm gonna have the discussion with you and you and I are gonna talk about it only directly. 
Absolutely true. Absolutely true. Um, and then she feels like he doesn't like conversations. She really wants to have a conversation about the K-1 visa. What has he sacrificed? She feels like she sacrificed everything. And I was like, what have you sacrificed? He's saying to you, to your face, that he's not ready to get married. He doesn't want to be boxed in. He doesn't want to be forced to get married. He doesn't want to rush your marriage. And he says marriages take trust and commitment, and they're not there yet. Those are using your words and communicating. Now, whether that's true or not, that's what he's saying. And we have to take him for what he's saying until he proves us otherwise. So why are we rushing? Why does Ariana think that getting married, him moving to the US is going to make their situation better? She doesn't even know him. Maybe get to know him some more. Get to, because if you want him to be your, do you want him to be your life partner because you love him or because you have stuck in your mind that you don't want to be the statistic that you think is so terrible? You don't want to be the single parent that you think is so terrible. I'm just trying to figure it out because I don't feel like she's coming from a place like, oh my God, this is the love of my life. This is my soulmate. I feel like she's coming from the place that she doesn't want people to look at her crazy because she's single mom. But guess what, Ariana, we're only looking at you crazy for different reasons. We're looking at you crazy because you jumped into bed and had unprotected sex with someone you knew for two days, 48 hours. And you're a grown ass woman, so you should know better. That's the part that people are looking at you side eyes. And I get that it takes two to tango. I'm not just blaming her, I'm blaming him too. But let's not all be all stereotypical and say that there's something wrong with being a single parent because there absolutely is not, especially if you have a tribe. I rather have a single parent that's happy and healthy and wealthy and thriving than have two parents together that don't really like each other, don't even know each other, are probably gonna start fighting soon and come up in a toxic environment. So there's that. Um, <clears throat> so Ariana feels like he's asking her to do everything on her own till they get to that point. What, what are you doing again? Hey, Angelica, what are, exactly are you doing on your own? You have your entire family around you. You have your tribe with you. So like, what, what are you doing on your own that you feel like he's not doing for you? Someone please tell me because I, I'm not clear on it. And I'm about to say something that might get y'all pissed off, but I honestly believe it. So she wants to go see an immigration specialist and just at least talk about it. Now here's where, here's where I was confused and I feel like there is a little bit of editing mistake and you know, I catch these things. So rewind to the beginning of their segment when Ariana said it's her day three in paradise. That's what she said. And she was walking with Sherlon poolside. So this, this was day three, right? That's what she said, day three in paradise. She's gonna stick her feet in the pool. Remember that? Okay, fast forward. She has a full on different outfit on. Her sister is in the black outfit sitting beside her and oh, guess what? It's day three and it's the day that they're gonna go see the immigration specialist. And she's calling Sherlon, he's not answering. She's getting worried, but you were just with him like two minutes ago on this, this episode and you guys were both in different outfits and yeah, you had your bathing suit on. So did you go to the room and maybe change and, and did it that way? But I don't know about y'all, but as an immigrant, you don't just call up immigration. Oh, why am I doing this when I have my phone right here? You don't just call up immigration and say, hi, I'm coming down right now to talk to you. Especially in the pandemic, especially that we know that Sherwin just said that even the embassy is closed right now, everything is closed, but you're gonna have a same day of appointment, not even same day, same hour appointment. Okay. Anyways, they're gonna go see an immigration specialist um, because she really just wants them to raise their child together. And then Andy, her sister, I felt was preaching facts. 
100% facts. She said, you guys just met. You don't want him to do something that he doesn't want to do. If he doesn't want to come to America, then he can just stay here because we'll take care of her and we'll take care of the baby. Facts. Why, why, Andy, did you not say that to Ariana so she knows that you guys got her back? Because I feel like Ariana's living in some weird delusional la-la land where she thinks that, again, just getting this man to come over and be her husband and her baby daddy is going to be the end-all, be-all, and she'll be all fine. It might not look like how she planned, but guess what? It will still work out. So, Andy, go ahead and tell your sister. Go ahead and preach those facts to your sister's face. I'm going to need you to let her know that. Because there's nowhere since we met him that he said he wants to move to America. He has actually said he's not interested in doing that at all. So, uh, like, do I, I don't know. Get, get it through your head somehow. So, anyways um they're gonna go to this immigration specialist and i have to also say something else remember in the very first episode ariana was complaining that he was going to be able to come to the airport to pick her up and then i told you guys that's not how jamaica works they have all these shuttles and buses everywhere all the time they go back and forth like every 10 minutes that's what happened here so she was gonna go to the immigration specialist. And guess what? She hopped on the bus from the resort and the bus took her there because that's how it works. So I'm just throwing that out there because I'm still irritated that she said what she said in the first episode. And they pick him up, uh, they hop on the, that little bus and Sherlon's talking about Jamaica in general and how 95% of Jamaica depends on tourism, which is what it's, so true like it's all about tourism it's all about the resorts it's all about that and we've been in a pandemic for the last year and a half and a lot of people are suffering that is true and not only there you guys in life like i don't care where you are we've all taken a hit and a lot of people are still suffering and even where i live you guys i was just talking about this the other day there are so many more homeless people there are so many more homeless people since this pandemic started, a lot of people are suffering. I thank God every single day for just keeping a roof over my head and keeping me protected, but not everyone is so lucky. And so I just, I was moved by that. So Sherwin continues to speak of the pandemic and his whole story that saying, hey, you know what? It's affected me personally, being broke, suffering, you know, not knowing where that next meal is going to come from because, you know, he works in the service industry and there were no tours to serve. So, yes, he's been struggling. So he feels like, you know, now that things are coming back a little bit, he wants to make some money um, before he can even consider moving to America. And that just made 100% sense to me because let's even say he says, okay, I'm going to go to America. What is he going to do there? And how do we know that it's going to be better for him? He's in the service industry. So what? He's going to move to America to be in the service industry. And to, like, where does she live? And I'm not trying to be an, an idiot about it, you guys. But where, where is she from again? Don't make me go in my notes and find out. But she's from somewhere that's like, oh, now it's going to bug me. She's like somewhere super random anyways she's not in jamaica is my point she's not on an island with a beautiful view and illinois okay thank you she's in illinois so i can't kind of imagine him leaving jamaica service industry to be in the so service shout out to all of those wonderful oh my ladies. god what is happening um, right I'm now i'm going to also do my banner oh you know what's happening um, from last night's show wow that was so crazy my voice just wants to be everywhere i'm everywhere <laughs> anyways i cannot imagine him just like picking up his life just because of that and i also think too that there's more to his story and so he's a little hurt that she's so focused on what she wants and what 
she needs and she wants him to move there and get married and raise the baby that she's not seeing that he's suffering too. And he's, he's, there's a pandemic going on and there's a lot of other things going on that she's not really paying attention to. And so he's a little hurt by that. Uh, then he mentors his friend with no electricity. Now, That was a little dodgy to me because why are you mentioning it to your foreign pregnant girlfriend? Because you've already just said five seconds ago that you have no money and that you're poor and that you're broke and all the things. So the only thing that came to my mind is that you're mentioning it so that you think that the quote rich American could give you money that you're then gonna go give to your friend to help him with his electric electricity bill. She's like, well, you need to take care of your family first. And he gets all mad, says, you always say stuff like that, bro. She, he calls her bro, which if I'm dating you, don't call me bro. Um, and he, she feels like he hasn't contributed anything to her yet. And now he wants to go and help his friend with the electricity. I think he was just really trying to get some money from you. That's what I think. Yeah, Vanessa says, even if he said, sure, yeah, let's do the K-1 visa ASAP, then she'd have to take care of him and the baby because he won't be able to work immediately. Exactly it. It takes a long time. It's a full on process. You don't just come here and get get to work right away, it can take up to like a year for you to get your green card. And so your sponsor has to be able to sponsor you for that whole time. Now, which could, before I forget, which is my point too. She's all mad that she's saying that he hasn't contributed anything um, to her as the mother of his child. The last time I looked, Ariana, you too have also moved back into your mama's house so that you can get the extra support that you need. So I'm gonna need you to be a little less judgy because you are in the same predicament as him and you guys both brought each other into that predicament. And also, also, just because we're talking about it, I think it's important to remember that you don't know him. You spent two days with him, two days. And you guys know how I feel. Screen, a screen relationship is not a real relationship. It does not take the place of in-face, in-person, real-time spending time with each other. Because guess what? Just like now, I'm on your screen. I'm also, well, I'm not really, but I'm gonna say it for the dramatic effect. I'm also on my best behavior. I can finish this and guess what? Not be on my best behavior and it's easy to do. You can't do that when you're in person with someone and that's the part that I don't think that she's trying to get into her mind. It's very bizarre, it's very bizarre. There's something going on with this relationship and we are all as a community going to get to the bottom of it. Moving on to Kay and Mark. Uh, I just want to say for the record again, Kay, if you could just somehow just throw your muscles onto me, already get me to be fit like that, I would appreciate it. She's like super fit, it's like very inspiring. Um, but they're training. And Mark is hoping to get back the love that they've had or he's had for her for clearly 10 years. And they've been having a nonstop great time together, but he wants to talk about serious stuff. And I was like, dude, you haven't even been there for a week. Like, chill out. I know in your mind, you fast forwarded this relationship, but just have fun. You're on vacay, have vacay fun, have vacay fun. What, like, and it's not even day five yet, like, chill out. But no, he wants to talk about the serious stuff. And so they're working out and they're kissing, they're having fun. La -di da, it's all gravy. But because he wants to have a serious conversation, it 
from so, we somehow go from them working out, I guess their workout was over, to them sitting on the couch. Now, I already told you guys I get distracted by stuff. But, and I love Kay, and like Lydia said too, Kay's body is fire. But when she had her shoes on the couch, I was like, do you have your outside shoes that were still in a pandemic on your inside couch? Why would you do that? Anyhow. She's speaking Spanish to him and he doesn't know, he doesn't even know the basics, you guys. The basics. She's asking him what is her name and where are you from? And he's just, and I, I keep thinking, dude, you used to live here. You used to live in Panama for quite some time. And then you also went to Argentina to live with her. How did you not even pick up basic Spanish? And you know, I have this conversation with you guys all the time. And it's just a very one-sided way of, it's very selfish. I think that Mark is selfish, not wanting to pick up her language, but expecting her to pick up his language. It's very selfish. Um, so he doesn't know what she's saying, but I, she, I know why she's doing it. She's doing it like, hey, you know what? I've made an effort to speak English. Can you try to make an effort to speak Spanish, right? If we're gonna be together, let's like be together and try to you know, learn the language for each other because we care about each other. It's very one-sided that what all the things that he wants and we'll, we'll dive into them. So he wants to talk about her past, her divorce. He wants to know like what went on because he wants a future with her and he wants to marry her. And so he's like, it's important for me to know what happened with your past. Why did you divorce your husband, your ex-husband? And she's like, why? Like, why does it matter, right? Because Kay's still in like, let's just chill. She already said that she's not into monogamous relationships. She just wants to have a good time and be in the moment. That's what she's like, when people tell you who they are, I need you all to hear them. Just cause you have one thing on your mind. If the person keeps telling you exactly who they are, just cause you don't want to hear it doesn't mean they didn't say it. Um, so she tells him, she's like, you know what? He traveled a lot and he was gone a lot and he neglected her and she was always alone, didn't go to parties with her, didn't go dancing with her, didn't pay any attention to her. And so the relationship started to get shaky. And instead of working on the relationship and paying some attention, he rather just like be on his computer or drinking a beer and she cheated. She was with somebody else and she said that it felt good because the other men paid attention to her. And she thinks, here's the thing that I don't agree with her. She said, she thinks infidelity goes both ways, meaning that it's both people's fault. Now, I think in her situation, it was both of their fault. He neglected her, she needed attention. If she communicated that she needed attention and he still didn't give her attention, then guess what? Yeah, she's gonna stray. But I'm gonna tell you, it doesn't always work that way. Some people just cheat. Some people, you can give them all the things that they are looking for. You can be the partner that they say they want and they're still gonna cheat. And that doesn't make it both parties fault. It makes it one person's fault. And you know why? Because that one person is selfish. That one person is only thinking about their needs in the immediate moment. And I say this all the time and I'm gonna say it again. There's absolutely no reason whatsoever that anyone can give me that makes sense that you need to cheat on your partner. Not one, because guess what? You can be like this. Hey, partner, I don't wanna be with you anymore. So I wanna break up. You can say that on Monday and on Tuesday be like, I'm moving out or I'm leaving you or I'm never gonna call you again because we broke up. And then on Wednesday, you can go sleep with the person that you wanna sleep with. That's it. Now, here's the other scenario. You're not happy or you are happy. It doesn't matter. What you are for sure, for sure is selfish. So you have a great situation with your partner, you're 
having a good time. You're happy, but you're selfish. You go out, you see another person that grabs your attention. And because it's all about you, 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 and maybe that person like pays you a little attention. And guess what? You want that person too. But you don't want to let go of the person that you have at home or the person that you're with, but you want that one too. And then you cheat because you're selfish and you think it's all about you. So that being said, um, she doesn't know if she wants to get married again. She's never really thought about it. He wants to marry her and he wants a monogamous relationship with her. And again, she already said that she's not interested in a monogamous relationship. She's interested in the here and now. And then uh, it's all of a sudden day five. He's happy because he feels like they've been having some real conversations and they're going to go and he's going to teach her how to surf. Um, as they're getting there, she shows him the house that she used to live in with her ex-husband. And you guys, that yellow house was amazing right on the water. Like, take me there. Ooh, I just like jump in the water every day. And she's having a good, he shows her how to board and she's having fun, but she can't board. And I've never, have any of you guys been boarding? I haven't. Um, I haven't surfed. I've boogie board, but I have, actually haven't surfed. And I was looking at her because I already told you, like, she's like prime fitness. And you know, the part where she's lying on the ground and you have to jump up really quickly and you have to do that in the waves. I was like, oh, if she can't do it, there's no way I'm going to be able to do it. This girl who has like her core to like pop her up and balance her and she keeps falling. Oh Lord. Now I'm going to have to try. <laughs> so they do that for some time. They have a good time. Uh, he rates her 3.5 out of 10 on skill level. She laughs because she's like, oh, that's kind of terrible. Um, and then he passive aggressively says, well, you know, serving's hard here, but it's easier in Cali. And she says, okay, taps him, enjoy it. And then he says he wants her to move to Cali um, because if not, they won't be together. And she says, you know, I don't understand. Like, what are you saying? And she, he's like, well, you know, if we're long distance, then you're going to be with other people. And then she's like, well, really, you're basically saying that you just don't want me to be with other people. And he's like, yeah. But he wants her to decide by the end of this trip if they want to be together. So the only way they can be together is she says, yes, I will move to California or the relationship will be over. Now, selfish, selfish. Why is it? So let me get this straight. Mark, not only do you not want to learn her language, but she has to learn, use, learn yours and use yours to communicate with you. But also, if she doesn't want to move to California, you're not willing, the love of your life that you love so much that you want to be with and marry, you're not willing to move to a place where you've already lived before in the past so you know you can get a job and survive there just fine. What? How does that make sense? How is it if she doesn't uproot her life and move to be with you where you're comfortable that the relationship is over? How, how does that... How does that make any type of sense whatsoever? It's very selfish. And it's very, you guys, it's just very selfish. And I hate to say it, and I, I don't want to really say it, but I need you guys, to, I need someone to talk. My American viewers, I need to understand if this is a representative of Americans. Because what's coming across to me as a non-American, as some of these Americans have very specific demands and it's their way or no way. And I'm curious to know why that is. So if y'all can let me know, I would appreciate it. Last and certainly my least favorite, 
this relationship, if we can call it that, should have been a wrap a long time ago, is Daniel and Amber in Costa Rica. She's been there for three days. They want to go dancing and she's worried about the finances and the fighting and his priorities. She really was supposed to make this trip about getting the K-1 visa process down, but you know, he hasn't done it, but neither has she. Um, and so he wants to go dancing and just stop fighting and just have a good time and be in the moment. And she agrees to go. So she gets ready and they're meeting his brother, David and Alfredo, and they're going to dance and, you know, they sit down, they have their greetings, going to have a good time, woo, 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 drinking their beers. Then they go off to dance and they're having a lovely time. They love dancing together. He feels like she dances all sexy and, you know, they're having a moment. And then they decide that they're going to have some more drinks. So Daniel goes to the bar to grab the drinks. Girl comes up to the bar. She says hi to him. He says, hey. And then he then says, what's your name? She says, Carolina. And then they start chit-chatting. And then she puts her hand on his shoulder and kind of, you know, that flirt move. And meanwhile, Amber is boiling at the table. How dare he? He is talking to other women in front of me and I can't believe it, yada, yada, yada. And, you know, she's jealous. And she's jealous because she's been cheated on before in the past. And she had an ex that cheated on her, in her words, in front of her eyes. She was loyal, believed that it was nothing. It turned out he was cheating. So she has her own baggage and insecurities about cheating, right? And that's coming out now with Daniel talking to another woman. Now, don't get me wrong. I felt like he was doing the most, okay? he was He's being way too smiley and way too like, ooh, what's your name? All the things. But I did feel that she took it there and maybe she could have waited till he came and sat down let's go outside. I want to talk to you, but it was a whole scene. I don't know. How would you guys have handled it? It was a bit disrespectful. He's 23 though. Remember that. Remember being 23 and all the things that you did. Okay. So he says, it's not a big deal. He's just meeting people. They're friends. It's not a, it's not a thing. That's his new friend. And his friend um, Alfredo was like egging him on like, oh, this is why it's better to be single. She's always fighting with you. And then uh, David jumps in as well saying like, oh, she's always yelling. You guys are always fighting. It's like uncomfortable. And she's like, nah, dude, it's disrespectful because I'm the one that's been paying all your bills. I'm the one that's supporting your lifestyle and you're out here being disrespectful in front of my face. Not cool. And then Daniel's like, well, you're making a big deal about it. Calm down. It's not a big deal. Why are you always like this? You're making my brother and my friend uncomfortable. And she's like, oh, yeah? Okay, well, let me not make them uncomfortable. As she puts on her mask, I will leave. Goodbye. I'm sorry. Peace out. She walks out, says, F you, Daniel. And he chases after her. And you want to know why? You want to know why? Because that's his paycheck. Okay. So what you're not about to do, freeloader, who doesn't want to work, but he's able-bodied and only 23 years old, but doesn't want to work and wants her and is having her pay all his bills and then wants free phones because his phone is broken. And then with all the free time, with the responsibilities that he has by going to get K-1 visa and going to get his birth certificate and all the things, and he doesn't want to do it because he's being lazy. So he doesn't even do the things that he should be doing on all with all the free time that he has. He just wants to be taken care of. And by the way, don't just take care of me, but you're gonna take care of my whole family because guess what? Ka-ching! What you're not about to do is disrespect the money bags, because guess what? When the money bag gets pissed off and leaves you, guess what? Paycheck leaves too. Pimping 101, go talk to Nicole from Love After Lockup. Thank you. So I'm not for this couple. 
I'm not for <laughs> Lydia said because she was paying for the beers. Exactly. I'm not for this couple. I feel like this is a hot mess. I don't understand. Just like I say with the Love After Lockup show, I don't understand why Deontay doesn't see that he's being used 100% and he's being treated like a trick. Same thing with Amber. I don't understand, Amber. You just said you were cheated on, so you should know the signs. You should see the red flags. But the only thing I can think it is is that you're digmatized, and that can only be it. Because this 23-year-old is taking you for a full-on ride, and I refuse to believe that you don't see it. Yes, Vanessa, yes. That should be the end of Amber and Danielle's journey right there. When he said, Vanessa, when he said last week, oh, by the way, when you bring me to America so I can have a better life, you're also gonna bring my brother. And then when the brother said, oh, you know how Amber gives my brother money? I hope that she gives me money too. And he said it like he expected it. Oh, and by the way, because that's not enough, we're also gonna have my mom come and you're gonna support her. Because just like Vanessa said earlier, K-1 visa process A is not free, it's expensive. B, when the person gets there, they can't work immediately because they don't get their green card immediately. So you're trying to tell me, Daniel, that you expect Amber to support you, your brother, your mama, and herself till you guys can get settled? Okay. I don't think so. This one is a hot train wreck and it's not going to work. And I'm going to need someone to see that. But that all being said, I love the show. I think it's amazing. I think it's fresh. I think the storylines are believable. I think that they're laying the found. You know how back in the early 90 day franchise, they would just lay the foundation. Do you remember you guys watching episodes and being like, oh, they're two hours and they're so boring. Remember that? Because they were just laying the foundation. I feel like they've, TLC's like gone back to their roots and they're laying the foundation. They're not making the episodes too long because they're only an hour and they're making them still just entertaining enough to reel us in, but they're about to drop the bombs. And when the bombs drop, the bombs are going to be like, bomb, bomb, bomb. And we're going to be like, oh, oh my God. So. I'm going to just, I'm going to give some wild predictions. I'd love to hear some of your wild predictions as well in the comments, in the live chat, but here goes. Um, with Martine and Steven, I think this is what's going to happen. I think that Steven is going to be like, hey, I don't think that we're going to move forward and I'm just not willing to commit. And I think that she, Martine's going to be so pissed off that she's going to leave and he's not going to really believe that she's leaving, but she leaves. And then he's going to be so upset that he's going to take a flight to Miami. He's going to meet the dad. He's going to wow the dad. He's going to have a ring in hand. He's going to get the, the permission of the dad to propose. And then he's going to propose. That's my prediction. For my prediction with Ariana and Sherlon, I think that Ariana is going to be shit out of luck. I think Sherlon is married with kids. She's going to find out that she's not the only mother of his children, mother of his child, that he already has a mama, a baby mama, and a bunch of babies, and she's going to be blown away. Her feelings are going to be hurt because the stereotype that she never wanted to be, she's going to absolutely be because, and not only that, she's going to be an adulterer because she cheated. He cheated. She didn't know, but it still makes her a cheater because you cheated with the married man. I think that's going to be the bomb for that one. Um, For Kay and Mark, my prediction is, okay, so my prediction is twofold. I have two things that I'm, I'm percolating on. The first thing is I think we're going to meet her ex and I think it's not like 100% like it's over, like they're not married, but I still think they do the dingling. Second, because she says she doesn't believe in monogamous relationships, I think that, okay, here's what I think. And it's it's way out there, but I'm gonna, it's my Hail Mary. His friend from 10 years ago that we met last week that he used to work at the bar slash hostel at, I think that Kay, 
and that friend are doing the dingling too. And he's going to find out and Mark's going to get his feelings hurt and she's not going to come to California and he's going to be mad about it. And last and definitely least, Daniel and Amber. Amber's going to get 100% taken for a ride. Those are my predictions. Let me know what your predictions are. Uh, Lydia says, Kay and Mark will make it if he stops with the Dem ultimatums. And Ariana is going to be a single mom. Sherlyn is going to stay home with his family. She says, Martine's not going to work. And she wants to know, will there be a tell-all for this? I think there will be a tell-all because uh, TLC definitely has like a pattern of of their shows. So I think that there will be a tell-all for sure. Guys, thank you so much for joining me. I will see you guys back here tomorrow for Darcy and Stacy coverage. Uh, you guys make sure to check out my uh, exclusive with Deontay from Love After Lockup. I also, if you guys watch Seeking Sister Wife, we did a three-part series uh, because, you know, season three ended and we didn't know where things landed. We didn't know if there's going to be a season four. So we did a three-part series with the stars of Seeking Sister Wife. First series is out right now on my YouTube page. So definitely go check it out. It's with King Gerard. And we will be releasing the next one on Thursday and then followed by Saturday. So a lot of things happening over here. You guys very, very busy. Make sure to check it out. And I'll see you guys all tomorrow. Bye for now.